welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week, we're going back to Jonah chapter two and talking about when we hit rock bottom. That's right. We are diving into chapter two of Jonah. Diving? No pun intended? Or are we diving in? We're into diving. the waters with Jonah. We're diving in with Jonah. <laughs> we're all in. Jonah is at the pit of the belly. And we are going to learn what we do when we're at the rock bottom. Yeah, little context. Jonah, like you said, is sitting in the belly of a whale. He's been there for three days and three nights. We talked about last week a modern Jonah, maybe a year ago, spent only like 30 seconds and was beat up. And here Jonah is sitting three days and three nights, and he's finally hit rock bottom and he's coming to his senses. So let's just go ahead, as always, and read through. We'll start with verse 1 and read through, and then we'll go a couple verses at a time. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the world of the dead, and the Lord heard me. You threw me into the ocean's depth, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence. How will I ever again see your holy temple? I sank beneath the waves, and death was very near. The waters closed in around me, and the seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was locked out of life and imprisoned in the land of the dead. But you, O Lord my God, have snatched me from the yawning jaws of death. Verse 7, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayers, and my prayer came to you. Into the holy temple, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope and steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. So let's go back up to the top here, and uh, we'll break this down verse by verse and talk about what Jonah did in the midst of being basically the belly of a fish. So starting at the beginning here, verse 1, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. So we know that this is some point probably closer to the end of the three days and three nights that chapter 1 talked about. He's in belly of this big old fish, and he's praying to the Lord. I mean, this is his rock bottom, it seems, as we're reading this. Just think of maybe in your own life, hopefully you've not had to get to that point, but a time in your life where you feel like, I'm hitting rock bottom. This is where Jonah is right now. He's disobeyed God, and how could it get any worse? I'm sitting in the belly of a fish. And he's kind of collecting his thoughts and realizing, I should have just listened. Yeah, one of the one of the things that stands out to me as I sit here and think about this and we're talking about it, Jonah's in the belly of a fish all alone in this moment when he hits rock bottom. And as we talked about last week, you wrapped up the show like maybe you're in one of those times that you've, like chapter one, Jonah turned and ran from God. Maybe you're in one of those moments. Go get some time alone. That's good. And in this moment, Jonah is alone and he finds his rock bottom. He just happens to be 
in the belly of a fish. Yeah, his rock bottom seems a little bit harder than whatever you're going through. By no means am I telling you to go get swallowed by a fish, <laughs> but I'm telling you, go get some alone time. Go so, close a closet door and seek God in yeah. a moment being alone. Yeah. So here we go. Verse 2, this is his prayer to God. I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. So he starts praying, and he know, he knows that God hears him because let's recap one more time here. What's Jonah's occupation? He's a prophet. He speaks to God. God speaks to him, and he speaks to other people. We talked about that in chapter 1. So he knows that God heard him because he's had communication with God before. He cries out from the belly of Sheol. Nowadays, we would call that hell. He's not dead. So my, my wondering is, is this how bad this is for him? That he feels like, this is hell. I'm in hell right now. I would imagine being in a, the belly of a fish. As he goes on to describe it here, this was not a good feeling. Yeah. Verse 3, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded, surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. He's describing the waves when he's thrown out of the boat. And then as he starts to sink and, dr- and he's drowning, I mean, the undercurrents, he's just getting tossed around. Imagine the thought of drowning. Like, it's not a good experience. It's just one thing after another here that he's recounting to God. It's like, oh, my gosh, you allowed all this to happen to me. The point you described to me reminds me of a, a show I like to kind of catch the clips on. It's Bondi Nation. It's an Australian beach, and it's kind of like Baywatch, right, but real life. <laughs> okay. And they'll show people out in the midst of the ocean they are just getting pounded by waves, oh. and they're on the verge of drowning. Like, it never looks delightful, and they come up, and they're, they're exhausted. Like, the picture you're painting just reminded me of that and something I actually watch. I haven't experienced it, but you can, you can see it. And in this moment, Jonah's, that's what he's seeing as he's falling to the bottom of the ocean. And I assume as he's drowning, he, maybe that's when he starts to come to this realization, I should just listen to God. At first, when he's on the boat, he's like, ah, just throw me over. I'm not going. And then he's experiencing the rock bottom here. And he's realizing, oh, man, this is not good. Right, inside a fish. Verse 4, then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. Like we said last week, the Old Testament always points to Jesus. This is just in my mind when he was saying this, is the picture of Jesus on the cross when Jesus hangs there and he's saying, God, why have you forsaken me? That, that moment where God can't be with sin, sin of the world has come upon Jesus, and God looks away from him. And he's like, how, how have you forsaken me? Like, that's the first time he's never, ever not been with God. And then here in Jonah, it says, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. And I just think of Jesus as, man, this is horrible right now, not being in the presence of God that I've had this whole time. But, but I know that once again, I'll be in the holy temple. I just got that picture of Jesus again. Verse 5, the waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapping about my head. And the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. So I could be totally wrong, but this is where the point in the story where I think in my mind the fish comes and grabs him. Now he's been sitting this in this prayer the whole time he's sitting in the fish. What we've read so far is just a recount of what's happened. Like I got thrown out of the boat. 
the waves crashed around me. I sank to the bottom where the weeds, and I'm sitting on the bottom, you know, he's talking about mountains. I imagine that's the bottom of the ocean. feels like mountains. And then verse 6 at the end says, Yet you brought me up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. I think that's when the fish snapped him. And what we read in chapter 1 as, Oh, crap, a fish got him. What a horrible thing. To Jonah, he's like, oh, Lord, thank you. You pulled me up from the depths, and you allowed this fish to save my life. So he's recounting this moment, and he was sinking to the bottom and basically coming to a blackout moment, and the fish snatches him up, and he's now in the belly of the fish praying and being thankful for that. Yeah, that's that's I'm I didn't think of thankful till we started reading this, but I think at this moment he's thankful for the fish. Like it saved him from death. That's a different perspective yeah. than what I've ever had on this before. I guess I've always just thought of the fish like jumping out of the water and snatching them up. Like he just immediately went into the fish's belly. And he like he's treading water and then the fish comes and eats him. Like I'm I don't even know if he got to tread water. And then he the whole time was just sitting like Pinocchio in the middle of a big old whale <laughs> i guess that's how <laughs> i've always thought of I it. i would like, agree that's how i've always thought of it but it, there was a moment of my life is coming to an end for jonah before he even got swallowed by the fish perhaps so we looked at the fish last week as a, a bad thing and jonah's being thankful for the fish because he was about to die and realizing i i screwed up yeah verse seven goes on when i had lost all hope I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. So he, he came to the moment, I ran from God, and this is the end. But God hears our prayers. He doesn't necessarily always an- answer our prayers the way we want him to, but he definitely hears them. And right before Jonah dies here, the Lord hears his prayers. I think that's a little bit of hope for us. Hopefully we're not in that same situation. But our situations feel a lot of times like this rock bottom moment. Or you're in a, you just can't see the end of the battle that you're in. I think sometimes it's like this is definitely a rock bottom scenario, but I guess I'm getting a, a vision of I'm in that endless battle. And I think Jonah was there because he did not want to go to Nineveh. He was going to do whatever he could to get out of that. And he finally realized I screwed up. I should have listened to God way back there. He had lost all hope. Yeah, verse 8, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake the her- their hope of steadfast love, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. It's kind of like those sailors last week. Like they have this realization of, oh my gosh, the God of the heavens who created the sea and the water has calmed it, a supernatural nature event. Like that awestruck we talked about. Jonah's having that moment of thanksgiving. I will sacrifice to you. Like maybe that's a realization of, hey, I've walked away from you. I've started doing things not for you. Maybe it was more than just event in his life. this event in his life. Maybe he had started living a life not for God. And it's taken him an extreme like this to wake him up to the fact that he's not on the right path. In the end of nine there, what I, w- what I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Verse 9 in the NLT reads, But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. I like that too. 
And right there, like he says, I will fulfill all my vows. I'm going to do what you tell me to do from, from this moment forward. I realize where I went wrong, and I want to correct it. And I know that my salvation comes from you and you alone. I can't do things my way. Got to do them God's way. Verse 10, and the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Yours so, says vomited? Yeah, mine says vomited. I like that wording better. <laughs> what does yours say? Spit up. Spit up. Vomited. I mean, this was probably gross. I think let's again make it practical or make it nowadays the realization that our salvation comes from the Lord. We become Christ followers. In that moment, our life completely changes. The Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. In our lives, when we have that realization that we're not doing what God calls us to do, and we have that moment and we turn around, it's almost like Jonah went in 180 degrees the wrong way. You have that moment of coming to Christ and you turn 180 degrees and walk the straight other way towards Christ. You have that moment and our life dramatically changes. When, when Jonah realized what he had done, did and came to God, God said, all right, we're back on track here. And he, the trajectory of his life from death now is to life. And as he's going to do what God's called him to do. I was hung up on this vomiting thing. <laughs> I'm getting pictures of my cats, like, hacking up a hairball. Ugh. You're not going to come out of that situation looking pretty right off the bat. You're going to have to go and correct. Like, the battle's not over at this moment. Oh, that's good. Life as a Christian is not easy. We've talked in many of our other studies. Is it's it's going to come with trials. It's going to come with that needing to be sharpened and needing to be refined. Getting that vomit off of us, of our former sin and our former life cleaning ourselves up going through that process that that is the christian walk like we're, we're gonna have that mountaintop experience or as the sailors had the the awe moment the harmony moment like where you just you see things but the battle doesn't end there it doesn't end when you're vomited up out of a fish's belly when you take that first step out of rock bottom that's when the real battle begins because you're not going to want to go back. And as we go into chapters 3 and 4, we'll find out what Jonah did and what he what he had to do. If he would have done it at the beginning, he wouldn't have had to reach this point, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of work in going back and doing what God has called you to do and continuing to walk down that path and not put those things back on. I, I often like to think of a snake when it sheds its skin it can't put that old skin back on. Mm. And in our Christian walk, just like Jonah here, he reached the bottom, but at the same time, he got a mountaintop experience, but he can't put that old skin back on. And as we wrap this week up, looking ahead to next week, three and four, got Jonah's now got to go do what he vowed to do. Now he's got to go give the word that God's given him to the people of Nineveh so that they can repent, which is, again, even though he's changed his heart, I still don't think he likes that. I think the, the good life practical application of this is that we can choose to do things God's way and get his blessing and his help through it, or we can try and do them our way, and we're going we're gonna to suffer, and we're going to pay for it, and that might take a while. And I think that's the point that Jonah really got to in this. Yeah, I chose the wrong path, and it was my path and not God's path. So take a look at the path you're on this week. Let's make sure that we're all headed down God's path, going God's way. 
Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Also head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the Two Fish community and all of our social media platforms.